1: Supernatural. I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, As you know, I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus, and when I first became a believer, um, I, I, you know, I I wish it was different. But I really wasn't mentored. I was almost on my own, and the only thing I really knew was the Bible. And so, what did I do? I read the Bible, and then after reading the Bible, I started looking at religion. And I I mean, and some people would say, God doesn't heal today. And I'm thinking, what Bible were they reading? I don't understand this. And some people would say, oh, God is my buddy. Yay, God. I come from a Jewish background. God is holy. There's a reverence. Yes, there's an intimacy with him. I I saw no reverence for God. It, it, It was just strapping your seatbelt and go, buddy. No, that's not the God I read about in the Old and the New Testament. And then I heard, well, once you're saved, no matter what happens, you'll always go to Heaven. And if something happens, you really weren't saved. And I said, well, that's not what this book is saying. And it's too late. It's too late to tell me God doesn't heal today. I've seen too many miracles. Uh, it's too late to tell me God isn't a holy god he is a holy god yes. it's too late for you to tell me uh, that once I'm saved uh, nothing can ever stop me from being saved it's too late but there is a spirit of delusion that is coming upon the church and I want you warned so it doesn't touch you and it doesn't touch your loved ones. That's what we're going to talk about today. Hello. Sid Roth here with Tony Kemp. and Tony is is my friend. Uh, he's a member of the board. He's uh, a a student of the Word of God. Uh, a graduate of a school of theology, um, and Tony, you were telling me that in the great Azusa Street Revival, uh, which happened in the early 1900s, there was a prophecy which appears to be talking about today, because it also is talking about Bible scripture. Tell me about it.
2: Well, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in uh, First Timothy chapter four, and this is what he said. He said, the Holy Spirit is speaking in unmistakable terms about the last days. That in the last days, said some shall depart from the faith. He didn't say that they would reject the faith, but they said, but Paul said that they would depart from the faith. In other words, they would gradually depart from the truth and the grace message of Jesus. And he also told Timothy in the second letter, That in the last part of the last days, some would not hold on to sound doctrine. And so here's the prophecy that happened in Azusa Street between 1909 and 1910. Here's what the word said It shall come to pass in the last days of the great Pentecostal movement, three things are going to occur. One, the people will praise a God that they no longer pray to. And remember the Apostle Paul said first prayers, supplications, intercessions, then giving thanks and praise and worship to the Father. The second thing he said in this prophecy is that the leaders, the ministers, the people would emphasize power instead of right living. Hmm. And the third thing the prophecy said was people will emphasize the gifts of the Spirit. Instead of the Lordship of Jesus the Messiah. Now, Sid, do we need praise and worship in the church? Yes. But every single one of us who are disciples of the Messiah need to have a prayer life. Do we need the power of the Spirit and the demonstration of the Spirit in the church? Absolutely. But we need to practice right living every single day. Do we need the gifts of the Spirit and manifestations of the glory of God? Yes, we do. But we need to do so in submission to the person of Jesus and in surrender to Jesus and in obedience to the Lordship
1: of Jesus the Messiah. Okay, Tony, give me a short definition of the Biblical understanding of grace. Well first of
2: all, uh, Paul said to Titus, he says, the grace of God." Has appeared to all men bringing salvation. And first, when I look at the grace of God, I look at the goodness and the person of Jesus. But secondly, after that, I see grace as divine influence. And this divine influence causes me, Sid, when I hear the truth of the gospel, to turn from sin, against sin, and surrender my life to Jesus the Messiah. This true grace. Emphasizes to me the need to deny myself, take up the cross, and obey Jesus every day. In other words, true grace, said produces a transformation of habits, character, and life, and causes me to become more and more like Jesus as I develop
1: intimacy with God through Jesus the Messiah. Okay, what is, and this is, this is the word that God has given me, what is counterfeit grace? Counterfeit grace, in a word,
2: is powerlessness. In other words, if I preach a message of counterfeit grace, I say to you, come to the altar, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and God loves you, but I don't preach a message. Of personal deliverance, freedom, liberty, transformation of habits, character, and life. I say to you, because God loves you, you can just stay in sin. But true grace says God loves you and is going to save you from your sins and change your life
1: progressively and completely as you submit to Jesus the Messiah. You know, this counterfeit grace message goes so far as to say, because of what Jesus did, At the cross, that we don't have to repent of sin anymore once we get born again? And what about the teaching of once saved, always saved? I want to talk about that when we come back. Don't go away.
0: Right back to It's Supernatural.
3: There is an end time counterfeit grace message that looks good on the surface, but is causing people to depart from the faith, experience condemnation, judgment, sickness, poverty, despair in this life, and separation from God for all eternity. Call now and get Tony Kemp's life-changing two-part audio CD teaching series, plus five copies of Tony's 22-page booklet, The Priceless Gift of Grace, How to Avoid the Counterfeit, so you can share it with your family and friends. Plus, through Tony Kemp's special bonus audio CD teaching, Blessings in the Time of Judgment, you will learn how you and your family can be blessed, healed, and have a supernatural life and ministry even in the midst of the perilous times we're facing. All this is yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number nine. 9166 Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth It's Supernatural PO Box 39222 Charlotte North Carolina 28278 Please specify offer number 9166 or log on to sidroth.org Call or write today
0: We now return to It's Supernatural
1: Hello Sid Roth here with Tony Kemp and Tony I don't get it. I have read. It's too late for me. I've read the Bible. I don't understand how someone can think once saved, always that saved.
2: Tell me why that's wrong. Well, first of all, Jesus said in Matthew 24, speaking to his disciples, he says, He who endures to the end, the same should be saved. Jesus is talking to those that are his followers, his disciples, and he's saying, You must Obey me to the end of your lives to go to heaven and to go to glory. In addition to that, the Apostle Paul, who was the great teacher of grace, said in Romans 11, he said, Remember now both the goodness and the severity of God. Hmm. On those that sinned and fell, God's severity came upon them. But God said, On you with goodness if you can. Continue in his goodness, meaning continue to obey the teaching of Jesus the Messiah. He said, then, if you refuse to obey the teaching of Jesus to the end of your life and you backslide, he said, God will cut you off. And this is what he said, Sid. He said, if God did not spare the natural branches, take heed that
1: God does not spare you. That's That's what I was reading. I don't understand. But unless you lift scripture out of context, and do not uh, look at all scripture. That's the only way you could come up with that, really. Not only that,
2: the apostle of
1: love, John, who wrote the book of
2: Revelation, God comes to John through the person of Jesus by the Spirit. And, and, and Jesus begins to talk to the church in Ephesus and says, I have something against you. You have left your first love, you've backslid. He said, Repent and do your First, works again. Then Jesus speaks to John about Sardis. And he, this is what he says You have a name that lives, indicating at one time you were born again, you had a salvation experience. But Jesus says, You're dead. He says, You need to remember from where you have fallen and you need to repent. And then Jesus says this. You have a few names of Sardis who have not defiled their garments. They shall walk with me in white. And what Jesus is saying is, you have some people who are living a clean life, a holy life, a righteous life before me, and they're going to glory. Then Jesus says one other thing He says, He who overcomes, meaning overcomes sin, because Jesus defeated sin, that same person will have their name in the book of life. But the person who surrenders to sin and does not continue to follow Jesus to the end, he said, I will blot that person's name out of the book of life.
1: Okay, what would you say, and I think you've almost answered the question, to those that say, yes, you have to repent when you're saved, but once you do that, since Jesus already died for all of your sins, you don't have to repent anymore.
2: Well, let's take a look at this because. Jesus speaks in Chapters 2 and 3 of the Book of Revelation to the seven churches, and of five of those churches, he tells them to repent. Hmm. In addition to that, you have in Acts chapter 8, Philip the evangelist preaching, and a saucer by the name of Simon gets saved. And it says there that he gets saved. Later on, Simon sees the apostles lay hands upon people and they get baptized with the Holy Spirit. And, and the enemy gives him a sinful thought. Ask the apostle Peter if, if you give him money, if maybe you can get this power. And he approaches Peter. And this is what Peter says to him. He says, your heart is not right with God in this manner. This is what Peter says. He says, you need to repent of the wickedness of this thought and ask God to forgive you. In addition to that, John, the apostle of love, in 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all that's not righteous. Now, Sid, it has been said that 1 John was written to the Gnostics, a people who taught false doctrine, but the letters were written to the church. John actually says, "Said." My little children, he said, You spiritual fathers who know Jesus the Messiah, you young men who have the Word of God living in you, you've overcome the wicked one, you children, you spiritual children who know God, that's who I'm writing to. And so it is very clear that the Word of God teaches us after we get saved, we need to repent because. Repentance is the method that God uses to transform your mind and my mind so that we do the will of God in a way that's acceptable, pleasing, and honoring to him.
1: Okay. Tony, what about someone says, are you saying to me, Tony, I have to be born again twice? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying
2: that. Here's what is the truth. Jesus says to one of the churches in the book of Revelation, you were born again, but because you chose to sin, you
1: spiritually died. And when a person repents, they can spiritually come back to life. Some of the counterfeit grace teachers are teaching either there is no hell or there's something like a purgatory, a short-term hell, and then you go to heaven. What would you say to them? Well, I'm listening to the apostle
0: of
2: love, again John and he says in Revelation 14, and he also says in Revelation 20, that the people who are not found in the book of eternal life, those who have repented, believed and obeyed Jesus the Messiah, that they go to the lake of fire and they're tormented there forever. Now
1: what is the lake of fire?
2: The lake of fire is hell. It's where everyone goes who does not obey Jesus to the end of their lives. And allow me to say this too, Sid. I want to listen to Jesus because Jesus said in Mark 9, and Jesus is speaking to his disciples, he said, If a person dies in sin, and Jesus actually says to his disciples, If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, cut that sin off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Jesus said, The person who dies in sin will go into the fire that never shall be quenched.
1: Okay, why does Tony? Why is he so passionate over this? Because the Bible says it. Why is he so passionate over this? Because he had a vision of the lake of fire. He had a vision of hell. And I want him to tell us about that when we come back. Don't go away.
0: We'll be right back to It's Supernatural!
3: many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I'm 14 years old. This morning, I watched It's Supernatural about angels and warmth poured on me. It made me cry.
0: God healed me of stage four inoperable cancer. It is a real
3: blessing to have It's Supernatural to watch each week. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise.
0: We now return to It's Supernatural.
1: Hello, Sid Roth here with Tony Camp. And uh, we're talking about an amazing end time move of the devil. It is the, one of the major heresies to ever hit the church and it's spreading throughout Christian television and Christian radio and books and conferences. Uh, it, it, it's called the counterfeit grace message. Now Tony, uh, people would say, wait a second, Tony, you're saved by grace, not by works. What are you talking about? Well, here's what I would say.
2: I would say that grace is the influence of God in my life, the presence of God in my life, and the power of God in my life. And grace produces genuine repentance, where I bring to Jesus the fruit of repentance. Grace produces right living every day, and grace produces intimacy with the person of Jesus and with God the Father.
1: I like that kind of grace. Amen. (laughs) Amen.
2: Grace is powerful. Grace causes people to be saved from their sins, delivered from darkness. Grace causes people to walk in holiness. Grace causes God to enjoy his sons and daughters. And grace enables
1: you to enjoy God like never before. What would you say to someone that says, but wait a second, Tony, you can't get away from God's grace.
2: I would say this. I would say that the Word of God states that you can fall from grace. And the Apostle Paul said in Galatians 1, he said, I marvel that you are so removed from him who called you to the grace of the Messiah. Mm. And he talked about those Galatian believers who decided to backslide. And he actually makes this phrase He said, You have fallen from grace. Now listen, Sid, I'm going to listen to the Apostle Paul. I'm going to listen to Jesus who told people that they had to obey him.
1: Well, listen, these false teachers use the scripture. There's no condemnation. They say, let's just preach love. That's the only way people will come to know Jesus. Let's get this condemnation business gone. In fact, God says there's no condemnation in Messiah Jesus. Well, let's talk about love.
2: Because in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus addresses the church in Laodicea. And this is what he says As many as I love, I rebuke and correct. He said be zealous and turn from sin. That's my first response. Here's my second response. Jesus because he loves us. Jesus represents the Father. What father has a son or daughter that he doesn't correct or chasten or bring into character development? And so when we receive the correction of God, We receive
1: the direction of God and we come into character development, which is holiness. Okay. But the scripture actually says, Tony, there's no condemnation for those that are Messiah. Romans 1, 8 and 1 says this, there is therefore now no
2: condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who do not walk after the flesh but walk after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death.
1: So they leave the last part of the verse out.
2: And that's what makes it a counterfeit message Mm. because God sent His Son to condemn sin in the flesh. And when I surrender to His Son Jesus, the righteousness of the teaching, the instruction, the law is fulfilled in me as I walk in and by the power of the Spirit. You
1: had a vision, multiple visions of the lake of fire, of hell. Tell me what you saw.
2: Well, it all began in, in 1989 where I had an Autobot experience. An angel came to me and I was taken to Heaven. But as I was on my way to Heaven, I saw the souls of those that were departing Earth. And they went into a portal toward the lake of fire. Later on in the uh, mid to late 1990s, I had two visions and I saw the lake of fire, fire brimstone. And then God Almighty took me up close to one individual who was hanging in the fire and suffering, tormented there because of disobedience and rebellion to the Word of God and because they did not live for Jesus the Messiah. Please God,
0: please
1: don't me. Hell is real to you. It's real. Hell is real. And I'll tell you what concerns me the most, you know, Tony and Audience, what concerns me the most is people that are in sin that aren't concerned about the sin that they're in. I I mean, I I talked to someone recently uh, that is a homosexual, and and this person didn't seem to be bothered one iota. Do you know why? She wasn't bothered. She is this close. To having her conscience seared. And once your conscience is seared, you cannot be convicted of sin by the Holy Spirit. Uh, The the Counterfeit Grace message says uh, that the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you of sin under the New Covenant, you just don't know the Bible. I'm concerned about you that are involved in the sin of pornography. I'm concerned about you that are involved in the sin of drugs and addiction. I'm concerned about you that are having sex outside of marriage. I'm concerned about you that are involved in the New Age. Do you know how close you are to having your conscience so singed, so seared? That you won't be able to repent. But you would not be watching this show right now if you had crossed the line. Repent. The kingdom of God is now. Repentance means turn from your sin, believe that the blood of Jesus washes you away when you repent, and turn to God for the power to be free. The Messiah says, You shall know the truth. He's a person. His name is Jesus. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Choose life. You do not know when your end will come. As smart as you are, you do not know when your end will come, and I don't want to see your conscience seared so you can't. It will never be easier than this moment, never easier than this second. Make your peace with God right now in
3: Jesus' name. There is a true grace message that will lead to salvation, healing, deliverance and supernatural blessings. But there is also an end-time counterfeit grace message that looks good on the surface but is causing people to depart from the faith, experience condemnation, judgment, sickness, poverty, despair in this life, and separation from God for all eternity. You need to understand the difference. You have to know the full truth to walk in the full truth. Call now and get Tony Kemp's life-changing two-part audio CD teaching series and package of five booklets, The Priceless Gift of Grace, How to Avoid the Counterfeit, plus his bonus audio CD, Blessings in the Time of Judgment, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9166. Through this two-part audio CD series on grace, you will understand the difference between the counterfeit and true grace. Avoid the devastating consequences of counterfeit grace. Receive empowerment to live a life of holiness and new intimacy with the Father as you embrace the true grace message of the gospel. Because the true message of grace shows you the love of the Father, how
2: to walk in the love of the Father, how to know the love of the Father, and how to enter into a righteous and holy life through Jesus the Messiah.
3: Along with a two-part audio CD teaching, you will receive five copies of Tony's 22-page booklet, The Priceless Gift of Grace, How to Avoid the Counterfeit, so you can share it with your family and friends.
1: This message of counterfeit grace is actually tied into end times, and what I mean by that is there will be a counterfeit one-world religion. It's going to lead to there is no hell, or perhaps it's just a temporary hell. It's going to lead to a license to sin, to an inclusive gospel, which means everyone is ultimately saved. It is insidious. You've got to get these booklets and the CDs into the hands of your friends before that veil comes over them where they'll be mesmerized by this
3: message. Plus, through Tony Kemp's special bonus audio CD teaching, Blessings in the Time of Judgment, you will learn how you and your family can be blessed, healed, and have a supernatural life and ministry even in the midst of the perilous times we're facing. Don't miss out on getting Tony Kemp's life-changing two-part audio CD teaching series and package of five booklets, The Priceless Gift of Grace, How to Avoid the Counterfeit, plus his bonus audio CD, Blessings in the Time of Judgment, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number nine one six six. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, PO Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9166 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today.
1: Next week on It's Supernatural. What if in your home when you're praying, There were enemies in the invisible world whose assignment is to stop your prayers from getting even to the ceiling. What if you could get rid of those invisible enemies and have an open heaven for your prayers?